0: P-W-O. Uh, P.W.O. 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 Afternoon, Vietnam. I mean, and Glenn, oh, yeah. I mean uh, hey everybody. Happy Monday. Happy holidays. <sighs>
1: I miss
2: miss Robin Williams. Oh, now I'm sad. Now
0: we're all sad, but it's okay. It's going to get worse because we're going to talk about WWE later.
2: It is going to get worse.
0: I'm sure there's going to be one or two tangents, but let me go ahead and introduce myself. I am the host of the PWO WrestleCast, Matt Lilly. With me tonight, back by popular demand, it is Pat Lilly.
2: How are you guys tonight?
0: He is the... I had something funny, and I, I lost it because he's just a goat. Uh, Cod Sinclair, he's here. Somehow we found a way to break him away from his ridiculous recording schedule to get him on the WrestleCast. This is a gift for you guys, if you weren't aware.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, holidays are coming up. Got to be pulling some doubles here. So um, happy to be here, ready to talk some wrestling.
0: Love it. And uh, once again, we've had a gimmick uh, gimmick change. Uh, with us tonight is the festive Holiday Tree. Still, your favorite dollar
3: store, Jay Hadgar. Just you know, it's the holidays, so we're going Holiday
0: Tree. All right. And uh, hey, guys, hopefully you're a longtime listener. Hopefully, maybe this is your first time. But I'm just throwing this out there. If you like what we do tonight, if you like what we've done in the past, if you like our YouTube channel, podcast world order highly quick recommend count. you go check out those quick count and ref bums video because they're chef's kiss it's pretty good, it's pretty uh, good stuff. uh you can support us at ko slash pwo123 it's as simple as one two three for the small price of a cup of coffee you help make it all happen so we appreciate all your support yeah 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 yeah. As yeah. far
3: as as far as the coffee,
1: it's more it's more of the it's more of the Dunkin' Donuts price than it is to like the Starbucks price. Um, because if you're if you're giving us Starbucks money, I mean, thank, I mean, thank you,
0: but really, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, especially during this holiday season. But exactly, family first, always. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron,
3: tell us about that Starbucks price.
1: Oh gosh, can we not? Because I almost got fired today. Anyway, so there was some wrestling that happened this weekend.
0: We got a bunch of news too. We yeah, had some great. Well, we had some great wrestling. We had some bad wrestling. We had some men burning alive. Uh, and wrestling. We even had a return. Um, yeah. Uh, so real quick, we're just gonna go through our news, okay? Uh, first up, Stardom has announced that they will have a match at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Um love it's it. still unsure if this is going to be a dark match like it was last year um and the participants have yet to be announced but uh for those of you who don't know the owner of stardom also owns new japan hopefully this could be an opportunity for stardom to get some big exposure they do not get a whole lot of love but they really should they're some of the best women's wrestlers in the world
2: agreed agreed agreed
0: Let if you haven't there. seen their dark
2: match
1: from last year uh make make sure you go over to new japan uh, make, make sure you go to NJPW World, World okay give up that 9.98 a month make sure you go back and watch it because it's not bad it's better than what Raw is doing right now
0: well that's not hard um, it's true All right, up next we're going to go to an MLW wrestler uh, who I guess maybe will not be much longer uh, we're talking about Mance Warner he's the southern psychopath I don't know how familiar you guys are with him um, some people have referred to him as the new King of the Deathmatch. Uh, he's had some pretty crazy matches with Jimmy Havoc over in MLW with, uh, oh my God, L.A. Park. I was going to say La Parca, but unfortunately uh, he's he's passed away. Um, so King of the Deathmatch here. And uh, he's a, he apparently requested his release from MLW several months back so he could sign with AEW. I guess my question for you guys, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Mance Warner's uh, work, but do you guys think there's a spot for him in, in AEW? And arguably, I, was there a spot for him a couple of months ago? Um, uh, I think he tra- takes over the Jimmy Havoc role. <laughs> yep. Um,
1: <laughs> honestly. Um, he was, um, his one of his matches with, with Jimmy Havoc was in my honorable mentions uh, for for the matches of the first half of the year, um, it's a it's an extremely violent death match. Um, it tells a great story. Um, I think if you do not book him out of his comfort zone, it's a great signing. Um, if you start to try and make him into you know where his ring style is more like a Kenny Omega, it's, that's just not his game. If they if they if they stay in his lane, they're going to be fine.
2: Uh, I agree. Uh, Like Ryan said, uh, you know, keep him in his lane. There's clearly a role there because they had plans for Jimmy Havoc. They were using Jimmy Havoc. You know, and obviously Jimmy Havoc had some issues come up that got him released. Um, Yeah, I mean, AEW is probably the best fit for this guy because – He, AEW is the one that seems to mess with creative the least. Like, you kind of come as you are, and if they like you, they bring you in. And if they don't, you know, so be it. You go on. Um, I did not know very much about him, so I was kind of looking him up pre-show. Man, he looks like he could be the third Briscoe brother, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, uh,
2: So, you know. There's always, there, there is always an itch for deathmatch wrestling. I know a lot of people aren't into it. Um, You know, I don't want to see it every week per se, but I mean, there is a place for it and it is definitely when done, right. You know, it's good. He's got relationships, obviously with guys in AEW, you know, he's wrestled MJF, Uh, you know, even though Jimmy Havoc's not there, I'm sure he's associated with people through Jimmy Havoc who are in AEW now. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think there's a place for him.
3: Uh, My main question is, are there enough people on AEW to have a guy who is a deathmatch kind of guy? Uh, We've seen Mox Omega and Janela be like the three main people who have done them. Uh, Namely, Janela is like right now their deathmatch guy. Is there enough other interests in that from who's on the roster to open something up.
0: Um, I'll add to this. Uh, Eddie Kingston also has done a lot of deathmatch stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of the guys in the, in Eddie Kingston's family, um, Lance Archer, I know he's worked very hardcore style stuff, uh, especially we saw in his new Japan match with Moxley. Um, I think a very underrated part of Mance Warner's game is he's actually a pretty solid brawler in ring. Um, so he doesn't necessarily need to just be the death match guy. Um, but if you book him as like, I'm not going to wrestle you, I'm here to punch you, kick you. I'm going to scrap my way to putting you down. I think that's a great way to go about it. Um, I also, I really like the Southern psychopath nickname. I think it's great, especially for him. He's not bad on the mic either. Um, I just I, I find it very interesting with it because I don't know where there's a spot on the roster for well, it. I mean, there's, um, there's,
2: there's obviously room for someone like him because he doesn't need to be on the TV every week. Um, you know, you can kind of use him in streaks, and then he can go to dark. Um, and you know, a lot of guys in AEW seem to be willing, even if they're not deathmatch guys per se, to do matches like that every once in a while. Um, but also let's remember that Um, Jimmy Havoc really showcased his ability in the ring when he wasn't doing AEW gave him kind of a a, you know an ability to show off that he wasn't just a deathmatch guy Um, I think a lot of us gained a lot of respect for Havoc's in ring while he was in AEW so um, you know there's no reason like Matt said necessarily that he couldn't uh, jump in on that
0: um. Also, kind of going off of this, uh, recently coming out, just because we mentioned Dark, uh, AEW did just recently file for two new trademarks, one being AEW Dark, uh, which I imagine is probably a continuation of their previous trademark, uh, as well as AEW Elevation. Um, now, there is conversations of a secondary show. Go ahead, Ryan. Sounds a lot like velocity, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't hate it, especially yeah. if you're using it as you're like introducing people. Maybe we're slow burning someone; they can work on elevation, especially if it's the second TV show. Huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's like your dark where you're elevating talent, it's a very good topical name. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it also elevation you could have double meaning um, if you want to expose people to teams like top flight who obviously are elevating their level, and, and also they are, you know, a high-flying group. So Also, you know,
3: Pat, flight, elevation.
2: That's what I was getting at. Double meanings and such. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that would be huge.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the route that we go also with this. If there's another TV show and we get the additional... Um, I mean the additional time with Dark. I don't really think it's possible. Um, I'm just very curious. I know the TV show is about is set to start in 2021. Um, I'm just very curious to see what it's going to be. Um, so that that's my big question going into this. All right. Yeah. Next up on our news bracket here, uh, guys. I think we can officially declare NXT the third brand because there's been multiple reports coming out of we plan to make a minor leagues for NXT as well. Um, this has been discussed with also maybe the introduction of New Japan, or not New Japan, sorry, NXT Mexico, because there's been uh, an increased focus on Lucha Libre. Uh, apparently, they're holding Lucha Libre-style trainings as well at uh, PC now, uh, supposedly head by Chavo Guerrero. Um, so uh, this is a very interesting... I think I just broke. Cuts. Is it because he's Pepe dead?
1: No, well, yeah, that too. But I just, just, just watching all this old WCW stuff. It reminds me of when, of when he was a cowboy, and then he was, and then he oh, always Manchito. had Pepe with him, and then, and, and then he always had Pepe with him. Uh, so I can't get him with a tiny little cowboy hat and you know, like a toy, you know, horse on a stick. Just you know. Oh please. Um. Uh. But what you get when you watch hours upon hours of wrestling a week, I guess.
0: <laughs> it's the business, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was- guess my my interest in this, uh, the minor leagues for NXT. So is that going to be like I, – I think it's
2: hard to say exactly how, how to feel about this in my opinion right now because we don't know what it's going to be. Does that mean it's going to be like dark – are we going to get an hour a week of people who are like working at the performance center Uh, who aren't on TV now working matches and like working their craft? I I don't know, man. I just, I have, I have a lot of reservations about this.
1: Yeah. And I think my biggest question coming out of this is, um, is that I'm on board with Pat and my reservation is, um, I'll take NXT as a third brand seriously when when Vince decides to. Yes, um, that because,
2: also.
1: Because right now we just totally skipped over them as far as the Survivor Series goes, and it and it could and it could be COVID related. We don't know. Um, you know, as far as them being in one place and now WWE on the move, um, but if this is serious then we should see at least five to six men and five to six women in, in the Royal Rumble match come the end of January.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you probably got to go with maybe 10 also, which might be pushing it, but...
3: Yeah,
0: uh, I agree. Here is the uh, kind of the other big part of this that caught my attention is Gabe Sapolsky is supposedly one of the guys helping lead the trainings for these minor leagues. Uh, he is the uh, former, well, the founder of Evolve, which was bought by WWE. So I almost wonder if maybe it will be Evolve-esque shows where maybe we have a show of the minor leagues maybe once a month or every other month um, and, and not necessarily a weekly show.
3: Yeah, my one question with this is, is it going to be, you know, hey, NXT was our minor league, and but now we have this other minor league, or is it kind of going to go into it, the, the brand style of... You're in the big leagues with Raw and SmackDown. You're in AAA with NXT. You're in like double, single A with Evolve or whatever this new brand is going to be called.
0: A lot of, I think, a lot of interesting questions. Um, And also, with uh, I know the WWE network moving to tiers here bit by bit, Um, I wonder if maybe that's going to be something to try and get people to buy the higher tiers, maybe you're going to be able to see your favorite indie guys once a month in the PC doing this or having this match. Um,
2: see, uh, and maybe WWE will do this and maybe they won't. And, you know, they're actually better at this sort of stuff. Give me like, I don't know, a, day-in-the-life stuff with these minor league guys instead of uh, another show. Like, follow around a guy for a month who's at the Performance Center trying to make it to the NXT roster and, like, give us insight to how their lives are lived and stuff like that. I think that would be way more compelling and that would make it even better for when these guys make it um, because you're attached to them emotionally through watching this show, but you haven't really seen a ton of them in ring outside of the clips they show. So it creates more excitement when the guy actually debuts, because you want to see how he's going to fare in the ring.
3: Yeah. You're like a docu-series yeah. kind of uh, like a last chance you ask type of thing, but it's not, you know, here's, Here's football players who are struggling with normal college. Here's wrestlers who have made it. Here's, here's how they're kind of taking that next jump.
0: Here's my next question as well. And this, we can move on from, from this after this one, because I know we still have a lot of results to go through tonight. Um, how is payment going to work out? Is NXT moving up a bracket? Are they going to be paid the same price as NXT? Um, I mean it's been discussed now that NXT wrestlers have a mm-hmm. severely lower uh, income than main roster performers. Um, so are we gonna pay I think it will probably
2: I think it probably depends on who it is. I mean, while yes, we know a lot of the NXT guys don't get paid the same. Uh, there's no way you're telling me guys like Karrion Cross or Adam Cole came in making peanuts. Uh, you know, you know, they were given bigger yeah. contracts to come in. Um,
0: yeah. I believe we actually heard Adam Cole's number was somewhere like 750, maybe. Um, that
2: man, I don't remember that. You might be right. But damn, like, if that's the case, what the hell are you doing there?
1: Yeah. Um, my other thing is, you know. We're, I mean, we're saying that NXT is going to be a third brand. Um, Got to think about Twitch now. You know, if 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 we're going to bump them as a third brand, and we're talking about bumping them up as far as money and pay, you know, are we going to have contracts needing to be reworked? And if they're not willing to, there we could see some releases, honestly. And that and you know, which is well, which is really upsetting, but. Um, for those who don't want to rework their contract, you know, are they going to go to the, you know, minor league shows or are they going to job out? I mean, it's a lot of question and it all depends on how Vince is treating this.
3: Yeah. I just looked it up. The average uh, salary for an NXT guy uh, is ranging from about 50,000 to 150,000. There's no way your bigger names cross Gargano, Ciampa, Cole, Balor, are, only going to be there for
0: hundred fifty. See, I think the trade-off is they're not traveling though. Yeah,
2: yeah, but the, and that's helping. But they're still at least going to be making oh, yeah. significantly
0: more. Yeah, um, because what's the appeal otherwise? Exactly. Working with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and all the great coaches at the Performance Center, I, I mean that that is it. I mean, if you're going to go to the WWE, you want to be an NXT. I think rather than the main roster. Um. Uh, so I guess that is the main thing. Um, but maybe, and, and here's where this is, could be a good thing. Uh, the, the WWE rosters all around are, are completely and totally oversaturated, um, on top of any media that drew McIntyre is currently doing. I don't know if you guys re- uh, heard this as well. Um, but he's also down training the big guys that, uh, Keith Lee and, uh, Drew Gulak are helping train. So we're also having him help with that as well. Um, Yeah. I just, I'm I'm hoping we're going to see maybe a little bit more, I, I can't think of the right word, but disbursement, I guess, of the talent because we have guys like Leon Ruff who are, you know, good in ring. By no means are they bad in ring, but at this point, we have too many people in NXT where we're barely showing off the rest of our incredible talent Yeah, need to find a way to spread this out.
3: Yeah. Th- an issue just with WWE is we get the same 15 guys every week on TV and we're not allowing, you know, here's backstage people we have that you guys remember. Uh, here's Elias. And what were, what are his two Goonies? What was their tag team? Um, Forgotten sons
0: just has Jackson Riker. The other two yeah. the forgotten sons are now with Baron Corbin,
3: but yeah, there's what is that five people who we outside of Corbin? We never really see on TV who, who I enjoy watching.
0: So hopefully, hopefully this is an I mean, answer to that. I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time seeing the immediate, uh, effects, but I'm hoping it's they positive down the long run.
3: Yeah, they, the issue is oversaturation on your brands and it's, it's just how WWE has been. They've collected everybody and they've used nobody.
0: Well, and the point was to stop them from signing elsewhere from all accounts. I mean, yeah. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and move on to our next subject here. Speaking of another brand, we're going to take everything over to Tuesday Nights on Impact. Uh, where uh, we're going to have a departure here reported. Um, it's being reported that Madison Rain is getting ready to leave Impact Wrestling and and begin her career uh, elsewhere, start a new career following her wrestling career. She's been around since 2007, I believe, and she's worked in Shimmer, I believe, stardom prior to that. She's worked uh, Ring of Honor. She's worked um, Mae Young Classic, where she lost to Mercedes Martinez. Um, and she's currently cutting uh, commentary for impact. Now, while I do not necessarily think she is the best wrestler in the world or the best commentator, that's a pretty big, pretty big career. She's done a lot for uh, TNA while, she, well impact and TNA while it's dealt with transitions and everything else. Um, so hopefully, you know, it's a brand new start, you know, hopefully she can uh, get her best foot forward and, and move on with some great things in her life. But I'm being honest with you, I'm very excited for changes at commentary.
2: Could she take her husband with her? (laughs) The the hardest part about watching Impact every week is the two of them. Commentary (laughs) Commentary is so god-awful. Hearing this, I was like, well, thank God I don't have to hear Josh Matthews 48 times a night go, I hear you, Madison Rain. Well, Madison Rain, how do you feel... Look, man, you can call her Madison Rain the first time, and then everyone understands you're talking to Madison Rain. You can just call her Madison.
3: But Pat Lilly.
2: Dude, Ben, I will <laughs> drive to your parents' house and choke you if you can.
1: Yeah, um, I will say that I 100% agree that, okay. especially watching fin- uh, Final Battle uh, this past weekend, it was super refreshing to hear just incredible commentary back. Um, Madison Rain has been a serviceable worker. Um, Whatever she chooses to do, that's awesome. Um, But I'm on board with Pat. Please take Josh Matthews with you, um, or someone might kill him.
2: And and I'm certainly not trying to downplay her ability uh, or her career in Ring. You know, she had a good career. She made the most of it for what her abilities in-ring were. In fact, maybe you could argue she made more out of it for what her in-ring ability was, um, which is great. But, uh, man, just, she is awful on Mike commentating. And it will be, um, just don't mess it up. I mean, yeah. Um, All I can think of is like, man, Tommy Dreamer's got to stop wrestling eventually. They're going to put his dumb ass on the the, the <laughs> table over there,
0: and then I'm really going
2: to not want to watch.
3: Yeah, that was my question: is who do they replace Madison Rain with?
0: So to st- to give some information on that, it's been reported that they've been looking at least the past two weeks for replacement, and they're still looking. There is not an answer on how much longer Madison Rain is with the company. We do know in the past for pay-per-views, they've gone to Don Callis at commentary. um, And I'm curious if maybe they go back to that with the continuation of Kenny Omega on impact.
2: You know, it would be a great thing to do right now.
0: I already know where you're going and I love it.
2: Have Excalibur defect from AEW. and, And be with Callis and Kenny And you can make him a heel commentator and he comes over and does impact shows. That could be good. Yeah. buy that. And then we also get Excalibur off AEW.
0: (laughs) Um, can I throw out maybe a better option? I'm I'm open to it. Kevin Kelly. That would be good. He does an incredible job with New Japan. Um, but he is very good. But I believe, I mean, just in general, his he's commentating from afar at the moment. Not every show is getting English commentary immediately. Um, so I think maybe, A, we could get him some more work and we can get him heard weekly. Uh, and just in general, I think everyone could use more Kevin Kelly. He would be a yeah. major step up, have him as the lead commentator. I'm all for that. that would yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I just was trying to kill two birds with one
0: stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that's just uh, – Interesting, I, I know we have griped about commentary this entire time um, with impact. We've told y'all that we that we do not appreciate it. Um, I, I, while I am happy the mass and rains moving on and and moving towards hopefully bigger and better things for herself and her family, um, I am hoping that we make an improvement there because that would make impact so much more enjoyable. Um, i hate I hate to gripe on it, but it. Needed need a change. Uh, maybe, and hopefully we can get major step-ups elsewhere as well. Josh mm-hmm. Matthews. All right. So let's go ahead. We're going to head over to a pay-per-view that happened on Friday night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was pre-taped, but yeah, it aired battle on.
0: Battle, baby. Ring of Honor. We gave you guys a little bit of a preview with this show. Um, and hey, you know, if we sell you on this, or maybe you haven't watched a whole lot of Ring of Honor to begin with, They put the first hour of this pay-per-view for free on YouTube. Uh Um, A, that's my kind of company. These guys, uh, Ring of Honor, I'm putting them over here for a minute because they deserve it. Um, Every interview we've had with those guys, Ring of Honor has taken care of their wrestlers. They've Uh done everything they can. And you know what? This is a little bit of something that they just did to the fans. We got this hour for free that honestly had some incredible wrestling on it, uh, ending with, man... That that pure wrestling tag match was great. Um. Ugh. all right. So, let's go ahead. We're gonna go down. Uh, just results here. All right. So Tony Deppen won the four corner survival match, uh, defeating LSG Josh Wood. Yeah, Josh Woods and Dak Draper. Draper.
1: Yeah, I-, I love this. I love this style of elimination matches. Um,
0: it so was a lot was a of fun. fun. Of yeah.
1: Love it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and um, De- I'm definitely excited to see Deppid win. Um, I love him getting a little bit of a push.
0: Um, I'm very down with it. I'm very surprised Josh Woods didn't get it. I really thought, like, all right, we're, we're making the move now. Like, let's get him some gold. We're going to have him win the TV title tonight. Um, I was very surprised when he lost on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh moving on up, the foundation, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, the two newer members of the foundation, if you guys haven't been paying attention. Uh defeated Fred Yeehai and Wheeler Yuda. Uh, with and I, I love this. Uh when you've used all of your rope breaks, there's no more rope breaks. So uh was it Tracy Williams locked in the submission and used the ropes for elevation to help force the submission? Um Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful execution of the rules. Beautiful
1: yeah. mm-hmm. rules. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I'll get to my major gripe about the card when we get to a match later. Um. But this. But this should have been on the main show.
0: Agreed. Uh. Up next, I'm just going through the results on Wiki here. Uh. Mm-hmm. The Foundation, J- uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham retained the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles against Mark Briscoe and PCO. Um needed pco doesn't need to be winning the tag titles with one half of the briscoes uh if you gotta do it do both um also a lot of this card was changed initially just due to COVID exposures so you're gonna hear some things that maybe we haven't talked about prior uh but once again jay lethal jonathan gresham chef's kiss that's gonna be my overused thing tonight all right we ready to upset pat
2: i don't know about Uh that. I'll just mute and take my headphones off for a few
0: minutes. So, Ray wow. Horst defeated Dalton Castle in a singles match. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, it was a
1: it was a fine match. I mean, nobody looks bad in it. I think that was the main. I think that's Pat's main main problem with him getting the draw of of Jay Lethal. In the first round of the pure tournament, and I know he's showing the shovel, but I disagree. I think he looked better in this match as far as coming out of it than he did against his as against his match with jay with with uh, jay lethal. um that's just me, but I mean, I thought this was a serviceable match.
0: yeah, uh, once again, they're not gonna disappoint in the ring. um I guess my big thing is man, it doesn't seem like like Dalton Castle Can win a big one anymore. Um, guys, I gotta throw something at him back upstairs because I can already hear him I don't know if he's listening to Christmas music to drain us out or what uh, Alright, next match up Dan Housen defeated Brian Johnson by DQ winning I'll stay again. muted for
2: this too <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, so this
1: is where I have the major gripe, okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love Ring of Honor because there is always excellent in-ring work Okay, I am not very high on 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 Danhausen's in-ring work. and to switch nice. that match with the pure tag team match, okay, is I think, an absolute travesty. Um, I, I get it. I get it. you know, you know a, a lot of people like 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 Danhausen. then go ahead and like what you like. Okay. Well, I'd we're trying
2: to gun house it in my mouth. Then watch that guy. Oh.
1: But see, 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 now that I talk it, but now I talk about it out out loud. If you're giving away that first hour for free, do you do you want a Danhausen match, or do you want, or do you want a tag team match with you know
3: with four guys that could actually work?
0: You want the match that's going to bring in the most attention. Like, you're going to want to put, yeah.
3: You're going to want to put now, the matches that are going to bring people in to pay for the rest of the show.
0: And that was the tag match.
3: And they put this pretty middle of the card, uh, which the I think is the right day. place for it on the paid segment. Uh, so I think as much as, you know, I am not the biggest fan of Danhausen. Uh, I yeah, think it, it was exactly the right place for it. Uh, and I know Matt is over the moon that Dan Housen has a contract with ring of honor
0: Housen. Um, my thing is we knew he had a contract like several months ago. I mean, yeah, Um, as, as yeah. I've stated before in previous podcasts, um, Dan Housen is an entertaining character to me just in terms of what he does, his promo style and everything. Yeah. I just find it interesting and funny. Um, he ain't no world champion. he, at best, maybe he wins a television title off of some kind of fluky thing. Um, yeah, his in-ring work is not the greatest in the world, but I love that Danhausen. So, he, just, I, see,
1: I, I, I get it though. He's our he's
2: our truth without the ability to wrestle.
1: Agreed. And with Ring of Honor doing a lot more a a lot more digital stuff ever since COVID started, um, I think this is a good signing for them. I just hope that. Um, we don't try and push his limits in the ring to expose him. Um, work a couple of matches here and there. Yeah, yeah, put him in matches here and there. You know, and I know it's not Ring, ring of Honor's typical style to do. You know, like you know, comedy matches with you know, with with gimmicks like his. Mm-hmm. Um, once every now and again, there's 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 no problem with that as long as he's not getting squashed and he's not getting exposed.
0: I'm okay with him getting squashed on occasion. Like, mm. if Brody King decides, you know what? I'm real angry. Yeah. I lost that title. I'm going to kill that Danhausen. Very nice, very evil.
1: So It would have to be, like, the right scenario, though.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm happy he is getting paid, and he's going to get a chance to show off his promo stuff to a bigger audience. Yeah. That's, that's my big thing. I mean, uh-huh. a, he's not a world beater in terms of his in-ring work. His, yeah. his personality stuff is where he's going to make his money.
3: Yeah, he is. That's exactly what it is, is he is a guy who is your backstage promo. He is your online presence. He's the guy that he's the guy that's going to go out and get people to come into you. He's not going to be a guy who, oh, he's a wrestler. Let me go tune into wrestling. But he's the guy who will. Oh, he's a wrestler. I like wrestling. Let me see what he has to say.
0: Um, this might be a rough take, and maybe it's even a little bit crueler for me to say this as a Danhausen fan. Um, he is a much better version of what we get with Marco Stunt in terms of he can wrestle in ring, he delivers, well, he is formidable in ring, works fine on the mic, and he actually looks the part at least a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, at
3: least he's two feet taller. Yes, uh, yes, at least he is not, you know, Five foot two, and runs around the ring the entire time.
0: Up next, Dragon Lee defeated Tony Deppen to retain his television title. Um, good match. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm downplaying this. I don't know, Dragon Lee. I am. I feel like I have softened on him over the years in terms of. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's good, but. I feel like we see a lot of the same. Like he does his shtick. Um, I can't tell you how many times I saw a knee attack from him in this match. Um, like it's just doing what he does. Yeah, um,
1: he's one of he's one of the most underrated wrestlers on the entire planet right now. Um, I think the decision for him to retain was interesting. Agreed. Um, I know that there have been rumors that he might be jumping to the E, which I would not be for because I think he deserves better. Um, But this was my match of the night. I loved it from start to finish. It was fast-paced. It was hard-hitting. I just thought the decision to retain was, yeah, but still, you know, good good wrestling, good.
0: I'm going to repeat this this seems like this would be a great spot for Josh Woods to win the earlier match and then win the television title in the same night to make him look super strong. It's not like he just got to the finals of a tournament and looked re- Well, no, he didn't. No, he did not. But he looked real good along the way.
3: <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, also, Tony Deppin had a match earlier in the night, uh, and whenever they have somebody wrestle two matches outside of Daniel Bryan, you well, see –
0: that's exactly it. You have the opportunity to like, do you want this guy to look super strong or do you want this guy to look valiant hero? I just thought this is an opportunity to really push Josh Woods. He's yeah. got the goods. It's time. I think that dude's a future world champion. Just give him the time to to keep going. Shane Taylor defeated Jay Briscoe. Uh, much kind of my surprise. I really thought uh, Jay Briscoe was winning this. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I did. There's but
1: There's you know, your
0: next world champion right there. It is. I was going to say,
2: you know, the like no. ROH is, you know, maybe a lot of listeners who are not ROH regulars or have not been keeping track, um, you know, over COVID. ROH is at a time where they really have to build new top-ed talent. Mm-hmm. Um, the Briscoes are the Briscoes are the Briscoes. They're Hall of Famers in ROH. Um, this There's was a period. Well, you know, I, ROH, because that's primarily where their careers have been, uh, is why I say that. But, um, you know, the thing about this is, this is a great decision because you now have given so much credibility here um, to him being a frontline guy. And the Briscoes are never going to be hurt by losing a match at this point in their careers. Um, and and that's why Dragon Leash lost too. Like you were saying, build a new star. Um, but I get it. At the, at the same time, you gotta run with who's you who can market.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm still sticking to my guns, though. Um, I think Shane Taylor is a future Ring of Honor world world champion. Yeah. I think that I think that he has the gimmick. I think uh, he has the in ring work because we all
2: saw him when we went to the uh, Baltimore last. I I agree yeah. with you, and that's what I'm saying here. Like, I think this is a great decision to have him go over. Because he's gonna he's gonna be a frontline guy for them forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's an interesting booking decision though, too, because this is initially supposed to be Jay Briscoe versus EC three, which yeah, makes you think, yeah, which makes you think, you know, did they change the finish or was EC3 supposed to win? COVID did.
0: Yeah, no, I think Ryan makes a very good point here though, too. This could have yeah. been EC3's moment where he could have maybe started making the push. Um, yeah. but I think Shane Taylor is the much better option, uh, honestly. Uh,
2: he, he needed it more, that's for sure. I mean, I hate yeah. to say it, even though EC3 didn't necessarily have a successful career in WWE, he is a name. He does, he does have uh, draw appeal, you know. Outside of Ring of Honor fans, how many people know Taylor? Um, I don't think a lot, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, unfor- and you're right. Unfortunately, that's why it's good for him to get a win over Briscoe.
0: Also, yeah. I do enjoy the tag team he's working with the Soldiers of Savagery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're getting a lot of good stables out of, of Honor <sighs> right now. Love it. Um, speaking of stable men, Jonathan Gresham defeated Flip Gordon by referee stoppage. Um, I expected Gresham to re- retain, the stoppage part was the surprising bit to me. Um, I kind of figure he would have caught him in a submission or something. Um, but Gresham just delivering repeated, uh, running forearms till, uh, flip Gordon couldn't move anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought this match was about five to six minutes too long. I'd agree with that. Um, it kind of took me out a little bit. Um, but these two guys can go. It's no, it's no secret. Um, and as we were talking about before uh, with with Tony Deppin, we're now, looking at, we're now looking at Jonathan Gresham, the other side of the coin here, where won the first match, coming to the second match, killing the second match. They are pushing him to the moon. It's obvious. And I think that this made him look strong. Nothing oh, yeah. wrong here.
0: Yeah. And he should. Gresham's a great, great wrestler. Uh, and his promo work, in my opinion, has done nothing but increase over the years. Yes. Um, the the vignette where he introduced the foundation is still one of my favorite ones I've seen at a Ring of Honor in a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get to the main event, I think we skipped the other tag match. Did we? O G K dog.
0: Oh my god, I did. How did I skip right? Over? Uh, it's because I was trying to move through the ray horse. Don't It's okay. I
1: want to get to this one before I mute. Before we get to the Brody King match. Yeah. Go for it. Oh no, no! I I I liked I liked this better than the pure rules match, um, and this also goes to show you that Matt Taven is an absolute gem.
2: Thank you, thank
1: um, you. Been beating yeah. this been beating this drum for years, and I've never gone against that drum. But I think that some people um, can't don't stand that he's see... better
2: than them. It's like yeah, because
1: F. because the immediate reaction when he won the world title, when he went, when we, when he was at MSG, I think so many people were split that they just stuck to what they knew and that Matt Taven on the surface doesn't have the look of, you know, like, you know, this big, you know, just, you know, muscle bound, you know, no flips, you know, but there is way more to this character than that. Um, and I foresee him being in the world championship picture here pretty
0: soon. I could buy that. Um, also, Mikey Bennett. I love me so Mikey Bennett.
2: Yes. Thank yeah, God he's true. out of the E. Um,
1: At least he's not getting getting cut.
0: Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> you know, the sad thing is Mike Bennett. It's on national it's television. You're good, Cod. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, tried. <laughs> the sad thing is Mike Bennett. And his character and his work is actually built for WWE. And they wasted him, man.
0: Unbelievable how bad. But it went to NXT.
2: Yes, but they thought that Maria was such a draw that they had to bring her back to the main roster.
3: He was just used as like, and here's
0: my husband. Well, that was it. Like, they didn't do anything with him. Yeah. It felt like
2: that is why, like, I, I'm convinced Vince does this shit sometimes with big stars for lesser companies. Like, Mike Bennett was a star coming into WWE. Mm-hmm. But because his wife was already in WWE, when they brought her back, it was like, oh, yeah, we brought back Maria and her side piece husband that we had to sign both. <laughs> And now here is the wife. And like the point it was like they made a fucking Mike Canellis. Like here's your wife's name right off the hat. bat. Right off the bat like they set him up for failure. I almost feel like they do that shit on purpose in WWE to just blow up indie guys and smaller wrestling guys. Remember you're not WWE made. Yes. fought you that's why you guys are not the same, and you'll never be us. Like, there's certain guys that are just too good that to get past it. But, I mean, shit, even with Daniel Bryan. Like, Daniel Bryan never wins a world title if it's Vince's decision.
0: Never. Never. Yeah. Not, yeah. not not, in a million years. AJ Styles lost his first WrestleMania match.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's a little different, I think. Yeah, um, the
1: the thing about the thing about Mike Bennett, um, if if you're not well exposed to him, watch any of his Ring of Honor stuff from 2013 to 2015 when he was when when he was over with Adam Cole and the Bucks, the original, yeah. so the, the original
0: yes. Kingdom, um,
1: OGK, yes. And if you, it, it just
2: good, just good stuff. Yes. And then, like Patrick Pat said,
0: time was also incredible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, introduction of Moose. Uh, just so many great pieces. Uh, God. Glad that he's getting more work.
2: I love Walking Dead Moose is probably one of the few guys in Impact that Vince would actually like blow his load on. Would he? I, I think just the look of him.
0: We said that about EC3, though.
2: Um, yeah, but EC3, what did EC3 do to piss Vince off? There was something. There was specifically something. Um,
0: what it was was he pinned John Moxley in a minute when he was leaving the E, and the fans booed him. Yeah. Instead of cheering him because Mox was there. You dead. Go. But because they had him be mute for three weeks on television uh, as eye candy, and then he pinned. You know, John yeah, it,
2: they had a storyline set up to build his damn character it looked like with Alexa Bliss and and all that happened.
0: So, that's really uh, the only thing there. Spoiler
3: alert to what happens on Sunday. Looks like being connected with Alexa Bliss may not be such a good thing.
0: We'll yeah, get- I haven't seen Nikki Cross in a while either. Uh Main event time. Roosh defeated Brody King for the, uh, I mean, he defended his title, retained it. Um, what what we got is also Roosh's father. Uh, I'm not going to try and butcher his, his official name. Officially joined uh, Los Ingonables in Ring of Honor. Uh, helped Roosh win. And at the end of it, we had the foundation uh, disapprovingly uh, come out and we got some disagreements between Los Ingrenables and Foundation. You good, Ryan?
1: <laughs> I'm all about that. You Brody King can go friggin' sit on it. Um, I, I... I, His
2: in-ring work is fine. Um, don't hear your
0: laundry. He, I feel you.
2: <laughs> just gosh, for, just no. a reminder, don't be dicks to your fans, kids.
0: Yeah, and it's...
1: Uh, he got jobbed at the end, I feel like, because in re- because if I'm being straight here, like the way they've been building him up, the finish shouldn't have been what it was. He <laughs> should have gotten a little more of a rub at the end. Um, but I think I think I think it started hot and then it fizzled as the match went on. Um, again, another match that could have that you could have shaved five to six minutes off of and I know it's a world title match, but not every world title match needs to go, you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes. You you can have a strong ten to twelve minute world world championship match. Everybody coming out look looking strong.
0: No, no, um, your,
1: no your
2: wrestlers more than anything. To, yeah. Both of these yeah. guys both of these guys after 25 minute match gone.
1: Yeah, you know, oh, it's actually Brody up. King who especially was, you know, trios, you know, yeah. for a while. He was, he was he was a trios guy,
2: Brody King won so, 30-minute matches every night. I mean, Yeah.
1: And and the work that he's doing in New in in a uh, new Japan is fine. The work he's doing here is fine. I mean, I mean, I mean he's just a sloppy body. He can brawl for 5 to 6 minutes and, you know, be okay. Know your no know, know your limits and don't be a dick.
0: Um, I will say this was also a very WWE-esque build for this match, in my opinion. Um, you really pushed a guy, uh, put over your champion in the course of a month. That's what I took away from it. I don't know if anyone else feels differently, but that's just how it came off to me.
1: Yeah, um, I think that it was a rough ending to a pretty dang good show overall.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought it was very fantastic. Uh, let's change gears and talk about a show that huh, um, has gotten mixed reviews online. Um, I think it's been a pretty consistent opinion from the PWO universe. Um, but like I said, it's gotten mixed reviews. Um,
3: yeah, I'll start off with this. My initial reaction was the way that ended was the worst thing that could have let's, happened. Let's
0: get there first because we have a whole lot of matches to go through. Okay. Um. Pre-show, Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis defeated King Corbin, Sami Zayn, uh, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. Big E pinned Sami Zayn setting up for Big E's getting a title match on Friday.
1: This is a WWE trend where, like, hours before a card, they put put out on Twitter or something that there's a pre-show match. I am going to be straight honest with you. I knew about the rest of the card, but I didn't know a clue about this match.
3: Nor, once I watched it back, did I care. Yeah, we were watching football all day. 7 o'clock came, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's right. TLC is on tonight. And yeah. then I'm like, what was the pre-show match?
0: Yeah, I had to retroactively go back and watch this. Um, it was a match. The whole point was for Big E to pin Sami Zayn. They are really pushing Big E for the Intercontinental title. Uh, which I'm I'm very okay with. I'm happy that they're pulling this line of I can still be goofy, but you cross it, I will beat your ass. Uh, <laughs> and I love that. I love that we got that in a vignette. Well, not really a vignette, but a backstage spot as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, time for Pat Lilly. I'm gonna give him his time to rant here. Thank you. McIntyre defeated AJ Styles, uh, and an impromptu triple threat match. Miz cashed in in the middle of this one. Drew McIntyre retained over both. Pat, take it away.
2: Okay, so before I even get to the major problem, the personal problem I have with this is you just showed that The Miz is never going to win a world title again. The Miz carried this damn company for 10 years. And for him to be left on the midcar for the rest of his career is a fucking joke. It's a joke. He should have won the world title last night or he shouldn't have cashed in. It was ridiculous that this happened. And now we get to the real problem that WWE actually made for themselves. You just ruined your best gimmick that you have going, which is the money in the bank ladder match. It's worthless now. Three of the last four cash-ins on the men's side have lost. You, It, it needs to maintain like a 90-95% success rate. It has to do that. Because now you have totally wasted a whole pay-per-view, a whole gimmick pay-per-view and six months of build-up. Because the whole build on that is... it. You basically guaranteed a title raid when you have this briefcase. Well, guess what? No, the fuck you don't. Um, and it's it's just fucking appalling. And the way they booked it was appalling. It was fucking ridiculous. Like, I was ready to quit that show last night. I, I, I was beside myself. And I will admit, partially that is because I am a Ms. Mark. I will give you that. The Miz has been consistently one of the best wrestlers In the last 15 years He's one of the best talkers He is consistent in ring And he shows up every goddamn night And that's the problem Is guys like this Get run over by Vince And taken advantage of And and they didn't even book it well They laid out Drew and AJ Cashed in Everybody's laid out and the guy... What's the guy with AJ? I don't even know that. Name. Ohos. Ohos? Ohos. Ohos? What? Oh. the Okay, the, the seven-foot guy. The seven-foot guy walks up the entrance stairs, walks into the ring, grabs the Miz like a baby, and just drops him through a table. Mind you, this whole time... <laughs> John Morrison is outside the ring and somehow doesn't see this whole thing happening. It it is insulting to the viewers. Uh. It insults the intelligence of anybody who's watching other than the five-year-olds who don't give a shit what happens as long as the good guy wins. And that's who this product is aimed at. And that's why it's god-awful. And that's why I'm not watching Raw or SmackDown.
1: Pat, I'm going to piggyback on some things that you touched on. Um, Money in the Bank is a complete joke at this point. I was over it when they killed
2: two people and then brought them back to life. Well, um, the, the booking of that match was awful. Both of those matches was awful. Well, But well, the, uh, the uh, use of the briefcase is a totally different booking, too. And despite yeah. the terrible booking... Because you booked that match terrible from the start. Two people were killed, and Otis won it, and then you had to give it to somebody else because Otis isn't a re- uh, reasonable champion. But it's no, I com- I'm sorry. I com- Go, I'm sorry. I completely
1: agree. No, you're fine. It's that, It's just that the whole gimmick overall, though. Um, I think I think that it needs a um, a major rehaul. Um, either take it seriously or don't, because the last handful of years, just like you said. Has not been taken seriously, um, and the problem with the Miz's character, honestly, is is exactly what you said. Though the booking is that him and Morrison are being booked as a as as a comedy gimmick right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the Miz does deserve better. Um, the problem with this whole thing, ever since Otis won the briefcase, is that Otis won the briefcase. Yes, you don't yes. have to do. You don't have to do any of this. OK, if you just go ahead and let AJ win it in the first place or really anybody else other, other than one half of a tag team who maybe wrestles for six to seven minutes in an entire match.
2: Um, like This could have been this could have been now when Miz got it, you should have won it. But going back, just like you said, anybody but Onis, this could have been the start of Alistair Black, who could be as much as I don't like him. Not Alistair Black, but who I'm gonna compare him to. As much as I don't like him, Alistair Black could be CM Punk anti-hero level over. Mm-hmm. If you if you book him correctly. And Agreed. that could have been the start of that. And you just that, that guy's not even on TV anymore, is he? Nope. They they fake kayfabe put him out for six months or something.
1: They probably threw him back
3: off of Titan Towers.
2: I'm pretty sure was it was, was, bit- it, Gar, was it Garza
0: and
3: no, it was something with Seth Rollins. So it was, that's right, it was Seth Rollins' comeback.
0: And he had the match with Kevin Owens, and that was it. We haven't seen him since. The oh, match. that's
2: right. Kevin Owens tried to talk to him too. I
3: was about to say, didn't he get switched over to SmackDown?
0: I believe so, but I don't think we've seen. It yeah, uh, right.
3: but my issue with this match and is Miz ca- Miz doesn't cash in. Morrison cashes in for Miz. Miz is standing at the bottom of the ladder. Matt and Pat can both attest to this. I said, why isn't he climbing the ladder and waiting at the top for the belt to ring? When as soon as they say it's now a triple threat, and just pull the belt down.
2: Yeah. Well, of course, the reason was we knew it yeah, wasn't was good. he wasn't going to win. Yeah. We, we uh, knew right then and there it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And that's what pisses everybody off is you you had AJ's guy there that you knew somehow was going to get involved and jomo just watched it happen yeah and okay. also the forward prop forward. the prop chair ate, uh jomo hit that guy with
0: ridiculous ridiculous
3: right. uh, okay let's move
0: on sasha banks retained her title against carmela uh keeping this nice and short this is probably carmela's best match in wwe and i think she outworked sasha in it i'm yeah. ready for the hate uh,
2: Carmella carmela was fantastic sasha banks doesn't have a real finisher that's all i got for that
3: Yep. Also, we got a name for Carmela's sommelier in Reginald Thomas.
0: Cool. Uh, we got new raw tag champs. The Hurt Business won, uh, defeating the New Day. Um, real, uh, just very trying to keep this one quick. They had Cedric Alexander tag in at the last second, kind of taking it away from Shelton Benjamin hitting pay dirt. Uh, Alexander came in, hit the lumbar check, got the pin one two three. We had new tag champs. Um, so we were originally concerned that maybe this is signs of maybe Cedric getting kicked out, but not happening tonight on top of it. Sean Benjamin had a really, really nice touching gesture, uh, on his wrist tape. He had four SG. So it was for Shad Gaspard. Um, and they showed like him with the belt, him with Shad. And he put up pictures of him with Shad's son. Um, just a real touching tribute. Um, Seventeen years
2: between tag title uh, reigns for Shelton Benjamin.
0: Also, this was match of the night. Uh,
2: which was really cool. It was match of the night by far. Great work from all four guys and uh the hurt hurt business. All gold, maybe for formerly formerly known as the Hurt Locker. Um, I have to give them so much <laughs> respect that I will use their actual name now. That's um is, is
0: the best and only good thing about Raw right now. All right. Asuka and the returning Charlotte Flair take the title, the women's tag titles off of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler eats the in this situation. Boo. Um, but uh, as soon as we saw those report that Charlotte was returning, we knew exactly where this was going, in my opinion. And well, we knew you, it was
2: going to be one of two things.
0: Well, we can get into that a little bit later when we get probably next Monday um, because I'm sure we'll have more information on how that goes with Monday Night Raw currently. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. um, Roman Reigns retained his title against Kevin Owens, featuring a lot of interference from Jay Uso. Um, I'm a little frustrated because they had Kevin Owens PILMANIZE Uso's leg, uh, and Uso was still out there for back twice. match. Yeah, um, that was my issue. You're, that that's supposed to be a broken limb. That's how you've always sold that. Don't sell it otherwise. Yeah. Um, and Roman Reigns put in his poor guillotine on top of the top of the ladder. Yeah. Um, for Owens to fall down. Here's what this is frustrating. Rematch on SmackDown due to the interference is going to be a steel cage match for the Christmas edition of SmackDown. So there's that. Also, don't work.
1: Also, don't work your employees on Christmas.
0: Well, it's taped. It's taped. It's not.
1: Yeah. Still,
0: they have confirmed that that is going to be a tape show. Just in, just those. in
3: general. Um. Sure. Uh, looking back on it, I actually didn't i actually don't mind the Kevin owens Roman reigns match so much uh, I think you know we get the best Roman we've ever gotten in my opinion uh, and we got you know Kevin owens who looked incredible and can sell anything and make it look good um
1: i'm gonna jump in has 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 anybody across any brand of WWE been booked in twenty twenty better than twenty nineteen than Roman Reigns.
0: Drew McIntyre.
1: Um Drew only, Drew, McIntyre? Drew McIntyre. is a close second, but this is this is the best Mc- Roman Reigns, Mc- Reigns we've got. Drew Mac- oh, Drew oh, McIntyre's hold championship hold on, oh, least, oh, hold on, at least hold on. Oh, hold on. At least oh, hold on. You, yeah, you no, let me make
2: don't don't be do not be this guy. Do not die on this hill. Just because Roman Reigns has been the okay, worst the worst booked person of the decade doesn't mean that this is good booking. This booking is still god awful. This whole head of the table bullshit uh, all, so beating Jey Uso into submission and beating his brother into submission so he quits and now they're they're, they're just oh he's, he's the head of the family. And there's no animosity. Is bullshit. It's terrible. If you're gonna change his finisher, someone teach him how to do a fucking guillotine. Because hugging somebody's head is not a guillotine. Roman Reigns is the still awful piece of shit wrestler. Pat
0: yeah, try and curb the like cursing
2: that okay. that he was for the last ten years. Just because it's not forced down your throat as a good guy doesn't make it good. It's not even close. He's still, not saying he's I'm here. not saying that Drew McIntyre
1: hasn't been booked well. I think he has been booked well. I don't think that his title reign has been great as as, as great as everybody is making it out to be. Um, a lot of <laughs> I guess it's a discussion for another time, but I personally think um, Roman reigns is being booked better in 2020 than he was last than he was last year. Sure. And I, think it's by a, and I think it's by a country mile.
0: The, Here's means, where I argue with mean This is why I need you. to make this notion. Uh, remember that there was a good portion of 2019 where Drew McIntyre was still being treated as a henchman and not a world champion like we all knew him to be. That is, that is where I argue with you. Uh, yeah, Roman- towards the
1: end of 2019, though, he was really on the upswing.
0: At the end, but Roman Reigns is consistently considered the main eventer. Even if he wasn't around the title... He was still considered the top guy. That's yeah, but he was being booked like crap, though. But so was Mac with that. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Mac better booking like, and improved spot on the card. He That's was only being, but, but he's like, only
2: he's only being booked like crap because he was being booked again. because they, well, they were forcing him down our throat. He's still being booked to be the world champion. That's a, a you know better booking is all. You know, it just means they're not pushing him as a face. Doesn't mean it's good booking. It just means they're listening to the booze. And oh, by the way, they're not listening to the booze. They're just pumping them in. It's true. The, I'm just guy, saying. I don't think this guy would be any more or less over if there were real fans right now.
1: I'm just saying. I think he's better booked in 2020 than he was lat- last year. Okay. And that's I think, think it's fair. by a. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not saying that Drew McIntyre hasn't been booked well this year. I'm not. I just think that his title, his first title run, was a little bit under, underwhelming. Is all. all.
0: Also, I think we're all wrong here, Kenny Omega.
1: <laughs> WWE yeah. fam. Huh? WWE. Oh, okay. All right. All that's, right. That's. I was. I was staying on.
0: All right. I still think Mac, but we, we we can argue it out off the show. Uh, so my last thing for the night, we only got a couple of minutes, and I'm going to try and let this, you guys, keep it short, okay? So it's come down that creative changes are supposed to start with Monday Night Raw following the horrible ratings. Wait, wait, wait. We're not talking about The Fiend getting sent of vibe. Oh, God, I just assumed we had already done Spoiler that. Spoiler alert. Uh, the Fiend, I guess, lost the Inferno Firefly Inferno match to Randy Orton. Um, how how we, bad did that fake
2: uh, Bray Wyatt look in the ring when they said him on how fire? Bad. It was bad. It was it bad. It was we bad.
0: Very well. Can, can I? Can, can, hold on. I'm I'm gonna
1: say something that I think all of us originally thought um, when the match started was a Where's the fire? B yes. why isn't the ring set up like it normally is? And C, by the Ugh. end of this thing, okay, we've already set people on fire. Why in 2020 do we have to make it a cinematic match where we're setting a where we're setting something on
2: fire? Cause like Kane, a whole human being. Because Kane's a different kind of homie. Yeah. MVP got lit on fire, dog. MVP's a different kind of homie. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 right
3: there. Uh I think the difference is they got lit, you know, on the leg, on the back, somewhere that's easily quick-footed out.
2: No, the but, difference The difference is WWE doesn't have any fans in the building, so we can stop and go as much as we want. I mean, want.
3: that too, but also, they doused <laughs> that dummy on the front in gasoline and then threw a okay. match onto him. I'm,
0: I'm going to tell you, I think it was... Bray that got a whole bunch of water dumped on him and then we mm. got quick Yes, in. it was, but then and then we got the faky.
2: Oh my god.
0: Um so here is where I will why why is Bray Wyatt A? Eh? I, I guess A hey, you're we're not gonna burn Randy <laughs> You <Orton>. know why <laughs> we should have known that from the start. They're not gonna burn Randy Orton's pretty face. Um that's not in his contract, as Jeff would say. <laughs> um, and I was saying this initially, you know, Randy Orton doesn't wrestle in a t-shirt. He ain't He ain't getting the fire. I guess he did. He wanted to prove me wrong, came out in a hoodie. Um,
3: that, upon, like, further watching it, you could tell that was fire retardant.
0: Um, but, like, <sighs> Bray Wyatt's pushing this whole, Cocoon, Metamorphosis for the Fiend. I just... uh, Uh, lit you on fire and you supposedly were left burning. Um, A lot of people consider it an incredible visual. And it's the Return of the Attitude Era. Uh,
3: Return of the Attitude Era? Too far. I don't think we're even going to ever get close to what that was. Uh, But I will
2: say, it was a good visual. I just... Uh, I don't care. That's the problem. Yes, uh, I don't is care. What is, so what did we accomplish here?
0: Uh, what, what, Randy what,
2: Orton's what, a sick individual. R- Randy Orton is the king. Got it. Uh,
3: oh, I think also we're looking at the what is right now and not how are we going forward <coughs> with this. And I understand we have been burned by WWE very hard recently. Literally yes, uh, but it's not, and it we want better now. It's not I want better for in the long run, it's I want it now, it's that immediate gratification i'm gonna
2: we want gonna both, yeah, we want both the I mean, prob- uh, the problem is, give me one, I mean, and I'm putting you on the spot here, this isn't very fair, but looking at that result last night, what the hell positive story can you come out of it?
3: I mean, if they're pushing this whole fiend metamorphosis thing,
2: burning him
3: is the perfect way to do it.
0: I guess, but at that same time, so, aren't we just reinventing the Undertaker for the upteenth time? All, all, this, yes. all this,
2: I mean, but this is the same ending as when he burnt down the shack and everything. I mean, it's, <laughs> just a it's, continuation. It's, it's the literally coming. them recycling that. Guys, the fiend... The Fiend died in Saudi Arabia. I mean, yes. Yes.
1: yes. I mean, so, just, to Matt, so to Matt's point, yes, this is exactly what this is.
2: I mean, you literally have your best character worker in your business just constantly being fed to older guys that don't
0: need the rub. That like is. Randy Orton need the rub. Like, th- that is definitely where my frustration is. Um, the the constant losing of Bray Wyatt, and I understand maybe we're moving towards a bigger win for him down the road, but but uh, here's the problem: How can you what's have what's... a bigger win than you were set on fire at "quote unquote" killed? How can you have
2: faith that they're ever gonna do that when all they did was still bury the the Waylon Murphy character, mercy Murphy. character, mercy character? Um. Which didn't need to become the fiend because that was a better character. Agreed. The cult leader character was yep. a better character.
0: Until so he got um, buried
2: by that Mania, and that was the problem. They fucking had him get put over, put him, put people over him so much he had to reinvent his character and go away from this perfect character we already had, and he succeeded. And did this whole thing with the Firefly Funhouse. And did his whole Mr. Rogers gimmick and the whole Fiend thing. And you know what? The Fiend has lost to every major guy on the roster now. So now he's got to come up with a whole new character for the third time. Which I have faith in Bray Wyatt at least that he'll be able to do that. Because he's incredible. But why? Why are we wasting these incredible ideas that this guy continues to turn out for the sake of putting over the same crappy Randy Orton we've had for the last 10 years. <sighs> this,
0: that is, is, this is why WWE is a mess. That is, I think, uh, the most frustrating part of this is, you know, you have your most intriguing character and you you made him debut as this dominant Force against Finn Balor where he uh, demolished him. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anyone could argue that, you know. Finn, uh, Finn Balor got destroyed by The Fiend to the point where he had to go back to NXT. Um, and immediately, what did you do? You had them stop a Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins for the title. Because A, you pushed the title match too soon Because you wanted to have that in Hell in a Cell instead of pushing that out. Um, And you took away two things. The mystique of The Fiend, because you had them stop a match. You took away the mystique of Hell in a Cell. And we still complain about that to this day. I feel like it gets brought up every time we're frustrated with a match segment or a match typing. Um, We brought it up when we were talking about TLC not having any meaning anymore. Um, And then from there, we win the Universal title in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and then, don't really defend his title, but we get matches of uh, Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble at the following pay per view, and then he loses to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Cinematic match, cinematic match, losing to uh, losing clean to Braun Strowman as Mister Rogers. I mean how many matches on pay-per-view has he actually won? He won the 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 rematch at SummerSlam? Yeah? Yes. For a week before dropping it back to Roman Reigns. Yeah. So he made your your most once again, your most interesting character a transitional champion. It's just frustrating because you want to invest in this character, but you're not giving anything back. You get great vignettes, great promos. Um but but you never see any results. Nothing has changed. Speaking of nothing changing, uh, just to give you guys a quick rundown
2: of the first hour of Raw, uh, Asuka <laughs> uh, and Charlotte open the, the night. Shayna, <laughs> Baladine, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax come out to interrupt their conversation. And then Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose come out to wrestle Naya and Shayna to see who gets the next opportunity for the women's tag championships. As you can imagine, uh, Dana and Mandy did not win this match, even though they came out in matching pink outfits. Um, you know, they're not a tag team. Hurt Business comes out to shoot a promo and guess who our next tag team competition is going to be? The Hardy bro, okay. The Hardy Bros. Who interrupt their thing. So oh. Matt, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy are now the Hardy Bros.
3: Yeah. That's bad. You already have the Hardy Bros. And one of them isn't in WWE anymore. Here's,
2: here's the only positive that I've seen thus far. Uh, Angel Garza is back on television, which is good. That's good. good. Uh, and he defeated Drew Gulak in a match. And then The Miz came out and appeared as if he was starting to row in on Morrison and AJ and his goon came to interrupt because AJ is blaming Miz for um,
0: losing the championship match.
2: But good news AJ and his uh, guy Omos are going to be in the Marine 7 with the Miz as a peace offering Ah um to him which i'm sure is kayfabe and not real mm.
3: i would be shocked if the marine seven was like a fake thing i'm looking that up right now i, but continue. I, I just I mean i mean aj the-
2: aj and Omos being in the movie with him is what i meant yeah that's well, why the is rest exactly. the rest i'm sure is happening but yeah you missed the biggest part though pat
1: Because we get Raw Raw Legends Night two weeks.
2: Oh, I saw that too. I figured we could wait two weeks till we talked about that.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's on SmackDown.
2: Uh, it might start with Raw Legends. He might show up there, and that's how, for some reason, he ends up over on SmackDown.
1: He might make a pit stop at Riddle Lane.
2: We might get the double working. He might work two shows. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he's the wild card.
2: Well. God, at least we know he can't wrestle two matches in a night, so he won't win both world titles at Royal Rumble. I don't want to say that.
3: Uh, Pat, happen- he can hit two jackhammers in five seconds. Yeah, but I
2: don't think he could do his entrance twice in one night.
3: <laughs> if he can almost legitimately kill The Undertaker, anything's possible.
2: I don't know, man. Him, him walking to the ring looked like me walking around at the mall post-COVID the other day, Christmas shopping. <laughs> Pat, he starts the night at Mania. He has
0: four hours to rest. Uh,
2: I still don't think. Mania could be a
0: two-night event event again. Or Mania's a (laughs) two-night event. Oh, my God. You're totally right. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Great. Oh, no. So, Goldberg's Goldberg's coming in at 30. 30. This is the perfect segue for my next question. And, guys, we'll try to make this quick before Eric kills us. Voice of God, I'm sure, is getting a little tired of us running over. At some point, we're going to need to get him something nice for Christmas. Maybe a Christmas bonus. We'll we'll invest. We'll see what we can do. Uh, so supposedly, creative changes are happening tonight. Now, judging off of what we've heard, we got <laughs> we get <laughs> one. You we one we get, a, for yourself. We get no. We got
2: two creative changes. We got Angel Garza back on TV, and we got the Hardy Bros.
0: We also got and, Drew Gulak. Super good. And so, yeah. when when asked. Backstage, who who they should be pushing or who should be on TV more? Names mentioned were Angel Garza, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Drew Gulak, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, A is anyone surprised to hear those names saying they should be pushed from backstage? Now, I love
3: Drew Gulak, I'm surprised people want him pushed.
0: Man, I'm, he's considered an incredible worker. In
2: I, I love Drew Gulak, and for the three weeks they really used him on television, trying to make <laughs> sure he resigned, he was great. Yeah. And then they were like, "Go back to main event, you <laughs> jerk." Yeah, his pay per view match with coaching. Daniel Bryan was one of the they, best
1: of the uh, one of the best of the year.
2: They yeah. don't have they don't have any interest in pushing that guy. They just don't. They just Born know he's yeah, exactly. They just know he's good enough to be of, above average to like B list guy and a lot of other promotions.
0: So, here is the thing. We already discussed the horrible raw ratings from last week. We have not mentioned that raw or uh, Smackdown drew a 1.02, correct? Nope. So 1.02. So, oh, okay, but Look, there is some there is I don't some... I don't like to defend
2: anything WWE. But this no but, but they weren't on Fox, they're on FX, FS1 the PAC 12 title game and an NFL game were going on. I think that the raw ratings are much more of an indictment on the WWE main roster than the SmackDown ones.
0: I don't think you're wrong, but I did just want to at least let know what the rating was since it's been a hot topic. I do think there is discrepancy in why yeah. it is that low.
2: Yeah. It barely um, cleared a million.
0: Um, and AEW did beat it in the 18 to 49 this week as well by point oh two. Um, and so, the question I'm going to ask you guys, and, and we do what we can to defend this company when it's defendable. Um, but we are pretty harsh critics of it. To make creative changes, what is the most important thing for you that needs to be fixed to help WWE, uh, just help WWE and the ratings?
3: So, I would take this first. All right. Gimmick pay-per-views need to go away. Use the stipulation when it's needed. I don't need to see a hell in a cell every year. I don't need to see an elimination chamber every year. The match stipulations that can stay yearly, Royal Rumble, because that is a pay-per-view that sets up a feud to Mania, and keep money in the bank.
2: See, I would say get rid of money in the bank pay-per-view. And And just put it
3: back on Mania?
2: Put it back at Mania and give it. Yeah. I mean, and goddammit, you have to have them actually cash in and win the belt. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's the most important thing, whether it's its own pay per view or not.
3: Yes. But like, (laughs) I don't need to see TLC, uh, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber. I think there's one other that I'm not thinking of.
0: Hell in a Cell? I already said how. You so. did say oh, okay. extreme
2: rules. I mean Survivor Series, Extreme yeah. Rules.
0: Survivor but, series is fine in my opinion, but yeah. the,
2: pro- the problem with Survivor Series is they've gone away from what Survivor Series was. I mean yeah. 80% of that 80% of that was Survivor Series matches. And, and, and now it's
3: brand versus brand. Well the pro
2: and the major problem is is you've you've really got rid of factions outside of well, like one or two there here and there. And
0: brand versus brand doesn't work when you have the draft three weeks prior.
2: Yes. But okay and also you have th- and also you have three brands. And All you right. you pick and choose when it's three brands.
0: Cod, what is the most important thing that needs to be fixed for WWE? Um
1: I'm going to say for raw, you need to do something more creative with your third hour. I would strongly recommend making it your two Oh five live. Um, I think that using that third hour, instead of the stupid raw underground, you make it your two Oh five live, you utilize that last hour to build your younger stars, your stars that don't have a name where they're on the network, they're on main event. Um, but two hundred five live, you know, that used to be where the cruiserweight title was held. You know, if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna utilize two hundred five live for anything other than, you know, lower lower card guys or jobbers that are less than two hundred five pounds just wrestle, then just make main event a two a, a two hour show. Then, um, I think I think that for NXT, you need to push your younger talent. I think that we need to maybe take a risk cut the ties with the older guys. If you're not going to go up to the main roster, then you're going to put some guys over. Okay. Because we talked about it the last takeover show where Mm -hmm. we had, yeah, exactly. Um, I think for main event, you use that as, as, as your development show. I think that you build these guys to be the to be the next main main eventers. Um, You use, you, that that is your developmental brand at that point. Um, for SmackDown, um, I think it's a fine show. Um, I think you need a deeper women's division. Um, I think I think, and, and that's I guess what I'll say about that is that overall um, the roster it's too, it's too much rinse and repeat. Um, I think the lack of depth on the SmackDown roster is very bleak. Um, To the fact where, you know, we're now we're now just recycling people and we had to repackage we had to repackage Carmela and essentially have her not go over and you had to have Sasha go go over clean. But there's no reason for that. So for each brand, that's what you've got to do.
0: I'm going to interject with mine before I get to Mr. Lilly here. For me, it is one thing. and, And this is the most important thing. We need to better define our booking in terms of creative and storytelling. Um, We need the matches to make sense with said storytelling. Um, If you want to do an eye for an eye bit, just make it an Extreme Rules match and have Seth Rollins go for the eye. Don't make the whole thing about you have to take out someone's eye to win the match because A, that doesn't make sense I've told you all why I think that whole thing is stupid. Yeah. But don't insult the fans' intelligence with your booking, because we we watch. And, and I understand that a lot of this is geared towards older and the very younger fans, but you're 18 to 49, which is the key demographic, as it has been noted now for a very long time since AEW. I mean, we've really started hammering the key demo. You are losing your audience that cares. You need to improve what you're doing. I don't think you can go back to the Attitude Era, but you can redefine your creative booking to make it better. Because I feel like we had a whole lot of times where, like, we just did this to do it. We broke up Otis and Tucker, and Tucker's doing nothing on television. There was no need to break them up.
3: So I'm going to say something off of that real quick, Matt. They need to stop writing what's going to happen an hour before the show. And that's going to
0: help that. I figured that was a given. But, Mr. Lilly, I'm giving you the final spot here.
2: Okay, so the biggest problem with Raw is the lack of actual wrestling on television that it has. Uh, Part of the reason I wanted to introduce that whole first hour of what happened is, look at that first hour of Raw. Charlotte and Oscar come out to cut a promo. Shayna Baszler and Ijax interrupt the promo. Then there's a match. Then the Hurt Business comes out, and they're cutting a promo. And the Hardy Bros come out to introduce themselves as the next opponents of the Hurt Business. Then we go to commercial. And then there's a random Angel Garza-Drew Gulak match with no buildup. And then we come back, and The Miz and Morrison – are cutting a promo and then AJ Styles is interrupting the promo. And oh, guess what? Drew McIntyre interrupts the promo to set up the main event. So in an hour and 20 minutes, we've had two matches and you could argue five different promos because there are promos within promos within promos. So I've seen two wrestling matches in almost half of my three hours of raw. Yeah stop you don't have enough good talkers to work that way anyways i love oscar i don't want to hear oscar cut promos i want to see her kick mandy rose's head off that's what i want i want wrestling and that is the problem your whole entertainment thing that you're doing is not entertaining go back to what you were be a wrestling show Not an entertainment show. Nobody gives a crap about how many different versions of Ms. TV, of whatever Alexa Bliss's stupid show is called, whatever Kevin Owen's show is called, whatever, you know, Seth Rollins' sermons are, nobody gives a shit. Show some
0: wrestling. That's the problem. All right. So Guys, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, find your comment section, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube. Tell us what you guys think is the problem and what can they do to fix it, all right? Um, Obviously, none of us are in charge of a wrestling promotion. We can't tell you how to fix it uh, to the best of our ability, but we're telling you what we, the fans, are struggling with. And as someone who has been a lifelong WWE fan, who, who's watched wrestling since I was like six, you know, you gotta do something to make this better. Your ratings are showing it, and I—I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Hearing hearing this first hour and a half, I'm struggling to tell myself I have to go watch the rest of this. You got—you missed four minutes of Angel Garza, though.
2: Yeah. So. Which I'm excited about. Don't get me wrong. Angel Larson is one of the best wrestlers they have on roster.
0: Yeah. And he deserves to be on TV. But. I know we are ending here on kind of a down and frustrating note, but Thursday... Yes, Scott?
1: Oh, um, I was going to say they released the list of names of the legends, some notable ones. Um, uh, no, um, we are going to get Molina. Well,
0: uh,
1: so that's... Uh,
2: Oh my god. It,
1: it's been it's been it's been how we remember, but we're also gonna get Carlito right. Caribbean cool back, as and, well as Tatanka and many others. But it is I am on ringside news, they have the whole list, go and check it out.
2: I have to I have to do this because <laughs> it's topical for three of the four of us. Um, so currently it is ten to nothing Bengals um and, and a fantasy impact. Big Ben has negative four points, Matt. Uh uh-huh. But Eric Ebron was hurt and carted out, and he's out of the game. So you are eight points down, but Eric Ebron is out of the game with zero points. Cod, you have 10 points on defense. You are behind me by 12 points as of right now.
1: I only need a couple picks. It'll be fine.
2: Um, so there are fantasy updates. We're in the playoffs. I have to put that out there because I'm watching the game also. <laughs>
1: Matt, are you gonna to get to the WCW news?
0: No, I wasn't. We need to. Go ahead, yeah. I had forgotten.
1: Um, we found out today that former WCW wrestler, former former pro football player, Kevin Green passed away. Um uh definitely sad because I'm booking um, you know, quick counts. I'm all the way in July and um you know kevin green can take can take a choke slam and tommy dreamer can't oh, God. Um, so kevin green uh kevin green's time in w c w was absolutely <laughs> great for
2: all the wrong reasons um, uh, that, but, that was that was a fun time when they were trying yeah. to transition a bunch of like big time uh, you know nFL players into wrestlers and unfortunately we got Goldberg because of it.
1: Yeah, um, but you know, Kevin Green, um, a heck of a football mind. Um, I believe he was 58.
0: Yeah. Well, rest in peace. Prayers to his family. Um, with that, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, once again, if you like what you heard, please feel free to support us at slash pwo123. It's the simplest one, two, three. Hey, also, if you didn't know, because uh, apparently people didn't know. You're asking or had- call somebody. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, because we have merch and we have a store. Um, apparently people didn't know that. But you can find the link to that on our Facebook. I believe it's on our YouTube. Feel free. You know, we got some cool stuff. Uh, of course, you have your, my favorite shirt. It's the Jeff Hall Make Wrestling Pure Again. Um, but also we have like, just great shirts. Great shirts. Fun stuff coming. Um <laughs> Fun next stuff. Out. Fun stuff. I'm trying to end things on a much happier note since we all just got real frustrated with WWE. Uh, it, it is now uh,
2: 17 to nothing, Bengals.
1: Well, I guess I get to go drink my night away. Uh, wh- what else we got, Matt? Jesus.
0: Um, at least I didn't start <laughs> with this mic.
2: At least I didn't start Giovanni Bernard. Uh, he's on my bench and has 17 points right now.
0: Uh, with that, guys, please feel free to check out our YouTube. Feel free to check out the Facebook, the podcast, uh, if you guys are listening to us elsewhere. We got all of our shows up on our podcast as well. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We hope you all have a happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. What do we have on uh, top for our next episode? So as you guys know, next Thursday is Christmas Eve. Uh, the show, there will be a show posted. It uh, may not be live, but it will be posted. And Thursday, we are telling you guys what our end-of-the-year awards are. Thursday is the award show. Yeah, we should have a lot of fun content coming in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, Kyle, anything you want to plug?
2: Um.
1: Ref bump coming out this Saturday. Well, sorry, this Sunday. Um, Jeffrey Long and I are doing WWE Armageddon 2004. Um, a lot of quick counts Jeff- coming. Jeffrey Long. Uh, yeah. Hello, did hello, he. hello, hello, hello. Yeah, he's making all types of tag team matches play. Um, but other than that, you know, just um, as 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 Jeffrey Long would say, go ahead and keep supporting local wrestling whenever you can. Um, make sure you support us on you. Uh, on a YouTube, go to Kofi and don't watch Raw.
0: <laughs> With that, uh, I gotta do the thing, everybody. Oh, yeah, one more thing, real quick.
3: I posted the Zaza link in the comments, it is the pinned comment. If you would like to go support us by buying a shirt or there is a hoodie option for Make Wrestling Pure again, uh,
2: Retribution is uh, oh my god. Uh, you gotta do the thing, Matt. Crow, crowbar, uh, crowbar, crowbar just beat Ricky. Mister Lily. <laughs> crow, crowbar
0: beat Ricky. Everybody, Shoe. do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> Goodbye and goodnight. He's gotta do the thing. Bang. I'm gonna go drink. My he did the nice. thing. Are we?
2: Are Is
1: we... it crowbar from WCW? <laughs>
2: um, because he's
1: actually still wrestling.
2: It might be Bane. Oh. He did the
0: thing, though, guys. He did the thing. I'm
3: going to pin you for the one (laughs) pin.